Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, I'm Daniel. I am going to talk about Zen style meditation today. Zen style meditation. And I don't want to get caught up in that word, Zen, except to say it really just means meditation. So what we're really talking about is meditation style meditation. It's redundant. It's kind of like saying ATM machine, right? But it's a specific form of meditation that differentiates from some other ones. So that's why I'm using that term and that's why we're talking about it today. So what is it? First, I'm going to talk about what it's not, what we're not going to talk about today. And that is, it is not a practice to help us relax. This style of meditation is not to help us relax. There are are some good meditations that exist for that purpose and non-meditation things you can do to relax as well, of course, like getting a massage or going in a hot tub or whatever. This is not for that. Relaxation may be a side effect of this kind of meditation, but the intention behind it is to help us accomplish some goals and improve things like focus and awareness. The intention behind it is not to help us relax. So, I wanted to get that out of the way. So what else is it not? It's also not a situation where we play music when we meditate. It's not. We want to notice sounds around us in the world, but that's it. I ideally it should be kind of a quiet situation, okay? And it's not a practice where we do a mantra. I think mantra practices are are good, where you recite a sacred syllable over and over, mentally or verbally. Those are good. That's a good concentration practice, but that's not that's not what we're talking about today. And we're also not talking about a visualization practice today, where you sort of imagine you see a clear mirror or a spiritual master or whatever. We're not talking about any of that. What we are talking about in this style of meditation is two things. One, mindfulness of breathing or following the breath. That's where we pay attention to the breath coming into and out of our body. That's to train in concentration. And then the other is open awareness, which sometimes people call that silent illumination, which I think sounds more magical than it is, but actually the truth is ordinary life is kind of magical. So maybe silent illumination is a good name for it, but it is a practice where we're not trying to do anything really. We are just noticing what's happening. It's called the method of no method. Sometimes it's just trying to be present and that trains us in awareness. So I'm going to talk about concentration and awareness now. So concentration is what we want to train in to help us focus on the things we want to focus on. The things we want to focus on. So in a normal day-to-day -day life, what we do 
often involves being distracted and not being not being present with our with our experience, right? If you've ever been in a conversation with someone and you notice you're really not listening to them, you're waiting for your turn to talk, well that's because you're not focused. And that can even happen with someone you really love. You're not paying attention to what they're saying to you at all, even if what they're saying is something important. You still might be distracted. And that's because we focus on ourselves. And sometimes, maybe sometimes we should focus on ourselves, but we don't want that to be our default all the time. We want that rather to be something we have control over. So if I'm having a conversation with you, I want to be able to give you my full attention and not be thinking about what I'm going to do later, how your situation is like mine, what I want to share with you. No, I want to just actively listen to you, right? And another example of where we're not focused is if you've ever had the experience where you're driving and you realize you're at your destination and you don't remember the trip, you don't remember anything at all because you were essentially on a kind of autopilot going through life in a daydream. And the thing is, when our attention is fractured, when we're not focusing on the things we want to focus on, but rather instead we're being pulled in different directions, it's easy for people to sell you stuff and manipulate you. When your attention is fractured, it's easy for people to manipulate you. So I want to have control of my attention so that I have more control of my life, right? So that's what training and attention is really about. So training and concentration, training and attention. I'm sort of lumping those together. We could also call it focus. And it's all like if you've read a book and you realize you're while you're reading that you have stopped reading and you're just like sort of going through the words and not really paying attention, right? If that that's what we're talking about too. We want to be able to use our attention more effectively. Okay? So that's number 1. That's training in concentration. Number 2 is training in awareness. Training in awareness. And so why would we want to do that? So we have a better awareness of the world around us. Um, I was at soccer practice with my son and they did a game that was for the last soccer practice of the year, a game that was, Hey, we're going to invite the parents to come play against the children. And while we were doing that, I noticed I have a real blind spot in my awareness because I've never played soccer. I've never, I don't think really played a team sport. So I'm out there on the field and I if the ball's in front of me, I see it, you know, and I'm going to turn and face wherever the ball is. But other players on my team, if they're not in front of me, I have no idea where they are. I have no idea where they are. I don't even think to sort of look around and have that kind of full 360 degree awareness. So it happened more than once that a member of my own team collided with me because I didn't know they were there. And so what I want, and so I have a blind spot there. What I want is to have a more whole perception of the world around me so that I know if someone's right by me, right? And I have a blind spot there. My attention was on the ball and not on a more open attention. A more open awareness of the world around me. It helps us to... So it helps us to be aware of things like that where we may have a blind spot. And it also, it helps us see things clearly too. It helps us have a more accurate 
perception of the world around us. Because the truth is, a lot of the time, we don't see things like they really are. Rather, we see what we expect or what we don't want or things like that. So if you've ever entered a new relationship and you just have expectations it's going to be like your old relationship, especially if you've been hurt and you have trouble trusting people or whatever, right? That's an unclear perception of the world around you. And it's this is really important. That is bringing baggage to the situation. That is bringing baggage to the situation. That's not to say we shouldn't learn from what has happened to us because we should. And it's not to say we shouldn't learn from the past because, again, we should. But we shouldn't live in the past, right? We should live where we are. So we need to sort of have an educated view about what's happening to us when we're deciding how we want to act in our current situation. That's what I'm talking about. So that is training and awareness. So we train in concentration by following the breath and we train in awareness by just sitting and being present in our experience. And that's it. That's it. So those are the two things that are done for what I call Zen style meditation. And what I lead is doing the mindfulness of breathing leading into the open awareness practice. So the mindfulness of breathing trains our concentration, sort of settles our minds and gets us ready for the other practice. And then the open awareness trains in awareness of the world around us and clarity. And that is where wisdom manifests. Because when we learn to see the world more clearly, then we learn to see ourselves more clearly, and then we can better understand our place in the world, and we can make better choices. And that's a lot of what this is about too, making better choices. When we see the world clearly, we can make better choices. We can make better choices. So thank you for taking the time to listen to me. I will record something later on where I guide through these practices, but I wanted to just do this and introduce these practices to you. Okay, so thank you for your time and have a great day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.